1: Yes, indeed, we are back underway. 4:01 is the time. Welcome back. It is uh, Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Another half hour to go here on this uh, Thursday. Coming up on uh, Thursday Night Football, the NFL matchup between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Rams, uh, just up the freeway there at SoFi Stadium. And uh, that may be the only way to see the game, because I certainly can't figure out how to watch it. <laughs> That's not true. On Prime Video, uh, Tony had to take care of a couple of things, so we will uh, forge on without him the rest of the way today. Uh, Scraby will handle the emceeing duties on Chris versus the fans, which is coming up here in just a moment. Of course, the big news coming off last night, signing of Xander Bogarts, San Diego Padres, continue to climb up the ranks in uh, terms of being contenders now in this National League Uh Tony and I talked about this. They might even be favored. Nah. That might be too much. For the National League or for the National West? For the NL West. Should the Padres right now today be actually favored over the Dodgers and the NL West? Or is that us just being in San Diego? No,
3: I think we talked about this. uh, Sammy and Scraby, we talked about it. Really?
1: How did Sammy and Scraby go this afternoon, by the way? It was actually
3: really fun. Yeah, you guys filled
1: in for the coach, John Contreras, today. Yeah,
3: Yeah. and um, we were saying that, uh, gosh, I just forgot my train of thought. You were something about
1: the Dodgers or Padres being favored in the NOS.
3: The Padres got better in the last couple days. The Dodgers yeah. did not get better in the last couple days, and you can even say that they got
1: worse because they lost Trey Turner. Yeah, Dodgers lost Trey Turner, Padres add Xander Bogarts. Does that actually, does that, in and it itself, does that change the balance of power in the National League West? I don't think so, unless the Padres
3: get another starting pitcher. I will say
1: this, in the minds of most people, the Dodgers are still the all-powerful, all-knowing team to beat in the NL West. But in San Diego... Uh, and I think we're right to say it now. The Padres seem like they're on the very same stage as the Dodgers. So, uh, But that's how things sit on December 8th. You never know how it'll play out between now and the beginning of the season. Uh, all right, chance coming up here to qualify for our grand prize, two-night stay, Westgate, Las Vegas. That's home of the Superbook. It's the world's largest race and sports book. plus a spa treatment for two at Serenity Spa and a private VIP pod, at the Westgate Superbook. It's all up for grabs when we play Chris versus the Fans. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the Fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan.
3: It's been a little bit since we played this game, Chris. I think uh, a lot. You should have a
1: bunch of questions piled up. Well,
3: they did use some of them last week, but I do have some questions piled up. And we have a bunch of contestants. So let me give the rules of the game. You have to make it through three questions. Each question is going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you are eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, you move on to the next question or you win. Now, let's go to the phones and let's go to Cesar, our guy.
1: What's going on, Cesar? How are you doing? What's going on, guys? You're just leading off with Cesar because he usually blitzes the game and you don't have to use any questions.
3: Don't no, I would <laughs> never I would never do something like that. Yeah, Chris. I think, you're in, integrity I think you're in
1: cahoots with Cesar. I'm not in cahoots
3: with Cesar. Cesar, did he call you earlier with the <laughs> answers? He was too busy uh, doing a great job hosting oh. the Quintero Show. Thank you. Oh, Thank that's you, right. Cesar. Yes, Thank good you. point. Good right good in your point. face,
1: Chris. Right yeah, in That's your very face. well answered, Cesar.
3: All right. Here we go. Question number one.
1: Yeah.
3: Football coach Matt Rule was just hired by what college football program? Oh, geez, gravy! After the compliment, you go with me at that. Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, I have no clue. Um... Uh, can I give him a hint, Chris? Florida, so nice. State. Oh, no. Florida State. Oh, Florida State. I want to give you a hint so bad. Cesar's
1: won like so many times, unfortunately. Ah, I'm sorry, Cesar, after you said something so nice. Yeah. Cesar is a great guy, and he'll be back, and he'll win again, but he's not going to win today because uh, Matt Rule went to Nebraska. For you uh, pretty, penny. A
3: pretty Penny.
1: Pretty Penny is correct.
3: pretty, pretty penny. Pretty Penny. All right. Let's go to our next contestant. Let's go to Wyatt. What's up, Wyatt? How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Very oh, good, can't Wyatt. Complain. Good luck, can't man. Can't complain. Here we go. Have you have you played this game before, right. Wyatt? I believe you have. He's been there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Question number one. Where did Jamar Chase play college football? Louisiana State University. Louisiana oh, wow. State University. is correct. Yes. Very official the tie answer ties, there from Wyatt. The I guess. All right. So let's go to question number two. Um what city were the Oklahoma City Thunder in before they were in OKC? That would be Seattle. Seattle is correct. Wow. Wyatt just moving through the game right now. Like players like this. Love players like this. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, question number three for Wyatt. Oh man, this one I think is going to be very tough. What conference USA football school did Mike White finish his collegiate career with? Uh no, Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois, I believe that is where Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo went.
1: I'm not sure though, but that is incorrect. Chris, do you know? Uh no. <laughs> conference USA huh yes sir I couldn't even barely tell you who's in conference Me USA either. so uh, I'm pretty sure Wyatt's gonna win today I will say uh God who's in conference USA North Texas I'll go with the North Texas green mean green the mean green is
3: incorrect yeah white well, I it. my
1: mind uh,
3: all right, Wyatt, you guys stay till the end of the break so that we can get Way your go, information. Wyatt? I'm Nicely sorry to everybody. Done. What who's was on the whole? answer
1: to those that are dying to yes, know? Yes,
3: Western Kentucky. Aha. Uh-huh. Western the Hilltoppers.
1: Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, yes. The Hilltopper.
3: Mike White finished his career with the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. He actually he started, started
1: his career elsewhere?
3: Yeah, he started his career elsewhere, and I need to figure that out so that I can add it to the
1: conversation right now. Yeah, because otherwise you can't add it to the conversation because you don't have the information. He went to
3: South Florida in the first two years of his career, yeah. and then he went to Western Kentucky for well, the Mike last. Mike
1: White is making a little name for himself. He's... Uh, He's kind of entrenched himself now as the guy the Jets are going to stick with here down the stretch. We'll see how it all works out for him. You know, the big the big question of Mike White was could he bounce back with a big performance when an opponent had a week to prepare for him? You mm-hmm. know, because he came in the first week and nobody really knew much about him and he blitzed the Bears and the Bears aren't very good. But everybody thought, you know what, he's not going to play nearly as well the next game against the Vikings. And he did. I mean, he had a great game against the Vikings. They just couldn't get into the end zone. Yeah. They went up and down the field. I mean, they, they were 300... right there. They were knocking oh, on the my door. my goodness. They had about 390 yards passing. Mike White was uh, you know, hitting uh, Garrett Wilson up and down the field. But it didn't work out. So uh, we'll see. He's got the bills this weekend. Yeah, that's going to really tell you what Mike White's
3: all about. But, uh, you know what I like about Mike White is that he has kind of been given the short end of things In the past, where he would start a game, he would play really well, and then they wouldn't put him back in there. And now he's getting this extended run, but he really does appreciate these opportunities that he gets. And of course, you. I I can't say I I can't say because I've never talked to the guy. But Zach Wilson doesn't seem like he has that sort of um, thought
1: process. Of Zach Wilson, it sounds like a very. uh... Very. um boy, What's the word? I was going to say arrogant, but that's not entitled. That's, not the, that's the best word. Entitled. He seems like a very entitled guy. He feels like somebody told him when he was young that he's going to be a great quarterback, and he's just supposed to be. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I don't know what his work ethic is. Maybe it's really good, but he's got a he's got a bad attitude that he needs to fix. And you know, this might be the wake up call that Zach Wilson needs. Who knows. You know, who knows if you get another opportunity, though? It's the NFL. We already talked about it with Marcus Mario. Three years ago, four years ago, the guy was a star for the Tennessee Titans. You know, then, you know, you have a couple of bad games. All of a sudden, you're shipped out of town, and you're bouncing behind playing backup for the Raiders, and you don't even know what's going on. And then you get another opportunity pops up with the Falcons. You play decent. It's not like Marcus Mariota's been horrible this year. No. But the Falcons want to go in another direction and see what they have in a young quarterback. And who knows, Desmond
3: Ritter might be not any better and they put him right back in there, Mariota.
1: Well, it could happen that way or it could be that you never hear from Marcus Mariota again. I mean, it could very well be that we never really hear from Zach Wilson again. That's wouldn't I, break my heart. It play. wouldn't, but I, I doubt. I mean, just because
3: they spent the the high draft pick yeah, on him, number
1: two overall pick, you got to believe he's going to surface again, but somewhere. How could the Jets look at their fans or their team, you know, right in the face and say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to give Zach Wilson another shot." Yeah, like the rest of the team's gonna go. What? That was Are you the kidding Jets. Me? Yeah, that was the Jets uh, coaching staff basically
3: saying we're just going to appease the team right here. We're gonna make we're gonna take the decision out of Zach Wilson's hands.
1: No, they're not gonna. They, they would. Be, I mean, uh, what is your guy Robert Sala? Salah. 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 I, I always. I I always pronounce, I always I always pronounce his name wrong. Uh, Coach Robert. Um, <laughs> Coach Robert. Coach Robert's not an idiot. No. I mean, he's done a nice job this year. He's probably going to get a couple of Coach of the Year votes in the National Football League. I mean, the Jets were supposed to be horribly bad. Yeah, they started out that
3: way. He was asking for, he was saying he was going to keep all the receipts earlier in the year.
1: Yeah, he was taking names. Yeah. But, uh, you know, who's ahead of him in the Coach of the Year race? I mean, is the Miami guy ahead of him? Mike McDaniel, yeah. Mike McDaniel's got one more win than uh, Robert Salah does. And. Who do you think? I, well, Mike I think McDaniel's that... got a lot more talent, at least on paper, than you would think Robert Salad does. I think, obviously, the NFC. I mean, Sirianni's going to be the odds-on favorite so far. He's eleven and one. Kevin O'Connell, I would get my vote just because he's Kevin O'Connell and he's your former teammate. Yes, he is, and he's ten and two. Um, you know, Pete Carroll might get a little love because his Seahawks were supposed to be really horrible. That is true. They're seven and five. Uh, Giants. Uh, Brian Dable might get some love. You know, but that's those are the coach of the year candidates. Salah's right in there. He's he's in the mix. The, the reason I don't like Siriani for coach of the year is
3: because he had a good team. He was expected to be good, not 11 and 1 good. Not 11 and 1 good in the season. I mean the
1: Eagles were a first round playoff exit last year and they got beat so bad by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They sure did. That you didn't even have to watch the second half of that game. No. So No you didn't. That's where the Eagles finished up last year and they added AJ Brown and that's changed quite a bit, but uh, I think Sirianni's still right there. Kevin O'Connell really deserves a lot of, lot of support. He definitely does. I mean, ten and two for Kevin O'Connell in his first year as a head coach. And the other thing about the Vikings were certainly not favored to win that division. No, the Packers were. The Packers were an odds-on favor yeah. to win that division, and O'Connell and the uh, and the Vikings have dominated. So, you know, I hope Kevin gets gets some support there, but. That's still another month away. It is. There's uh, still five more is. games. So. It is five more games. Could I change. can't believe
3: we're that much through the season, but we are. Yeah. Uh, switching gears real quick. Listen to Sammy, Lev's, Sammy Sam Levitt's new weekly podcast, Inside San Diego Baseball. Sam's going to cover everything going on with the San Diego Padres. Find it at 97.3thefansd.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. It's very important you re- you type in Inside San Diego Baseball with Sam Levitz.
1: That is our guy, the great one, Sam, The great Lev, one. Who was on earlier today with Matt Scraby. You guys are filling in for the Coach John Contrera. Coach and Braden, you'll want to tune in tomorrow. They're broadcasting live from Philadelphia, the home of the Army-Navy football classic. Yeah. That is tomorrow from ten to two. So make sure you. What's the weather like out there? Check out a little coach and Braden. I gotta give Braden a hard time. Why? Well, because I always do. (laughs) But he missed our Wednesday night softball game last night. He He never does that. I know. And I asked him, "Why are you missing the game?" He goes, "I got an early flight tomorrow to Philadelphia." I'm like what are you nine years old? Just just sleep on the plane. Is sleep that a... on the plane. Yeah, you're a young, growing, strong man. You're a young boy. Yeah. Come on, Braden, he's acting like he's over the hill. You're going to get home and get some sleep. Get up there and play your softball game, and then wake up the next morning. Jump on the flight and sleep. I had to leave the house this
3: morning at eight forty-five a.m. to make you here on time. I Unbelievable. Hear me complaining.
1: Well, Braden Soprano missing a softball game last night because. He had an early flight. <laughs> Poor little guy. How early was it? <laughs> I think it was 6.30. And that, to me, is not that early. That's not that early. You have I to mean, get to the airport up by at, 5. Get up at
3: 4.30.
1: I mean, you know, you go to sleep by
3: 11, you're good to go. Yeah, when, uh, when I went up uh, north for Thanksgiving, our flight was at 6.15 a.m., got up at 4, just did our I would thing. not have missed
1: my softball game last night for an early flight, I know. I'll tell you that. I know. All right, even though it was played in about 12-degree weather last night. I'm sure night it was. It Poway. was cold last night. Oh, oh, oh. It was definitely cold. All right, uh, congrats, Wyatt. Stick there. To- Scraby's going to chat with you in a minute. Get all your information as today's winner of Chris versus the Fans when we come back. Tony's not here, but we do have his NFL picks so our segment, uh, weekly segment, follows when uh, we come back after a check of traffic. All right, 422 is the time. we got a few minutes left before we get to Thursday night football. Time for our NFL pick segment, Scraby. Tony and I go head-to-head week after week, yes. picking NFL games. Oh, yeah, here it is. And it starts like this. Okay, NFL fans, it's time for NFL pickup. <laughs> but not like Boring pick 'em, like all the other sports radio shows. We see who's the best in Gwyn versus Chris. NFL pick 'em edition on 97 3. The fan, the fan, the fan. All right, last week I actually picked up a couple of points on Tony, extended the lead from 13 out to a 15 point lead, which is a pretty nice cushion, but there are still five weeks remaining. The score is 99 to 84. Uh, Tony is not with us in studio, but he did make his picks earlier. Scraby will let us know what those were. Mm -hmm. And we start off with our three-point game, Scraby, and uh, this seems like the easiest one on the board this week, and I'm first, uh, because we rotate. It's my week to go first, and I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Houston Texans. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not exactly going out on a limb, I understand, but it is worth three points if I can get it. Cowboys are a sixteen and a half point favorite in this game, which is about as large of a spread as you will see in an NFL game. Still in an NFL game. All right. Is, who did yeah. Tony pick for
3: three points? Uh he picked the Kansas City Chiefs over the Denver Broncos.
1: Yes, he did. The uh Chiefs actually at Denver this week, but uh still no reason not to pick the uh pick against the Chiefs who've had a fantastic year. Denver just continues to have a miserable time offensively. Yes, they do. Denver scored 166 points this year. It's not... Uh, what? They have? Yeah. There's only one other team in the NFL that's below 200, and that's the Texans. Oh, man. You did not want to be on that list. Yeah. Those are the only two teams below 200, and Denver's way below 200. But the great Russell Wilson. Yeah, evidently not. All right. For two points, I'll take the Buffalo Bills to beat the New York Jets. I just have that much faith in the Bills, although the Jets are much improved. The Jets beat the Bills the first time around this season. There's no way they're going to sweep, are they? I don't think so. I'll take Buffalo. (laughs) Uh, Tony Tony for
3: two. Yes, he took the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are playing in New York. Yeah,
1: another road team for Tony. The 11 and one Eagles hasn't bothered them to be on the road this year. They're five and zero away from home. So uh, Philadelphia looks to keep it rolling against the Giants, who need a win. Uh, For one point, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals over the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to pick against Deshaun Watson until I can't pick against him any longer. (laughs) But Joe Burrow, quick note, 0-4 in his career against the Browns. I did find this very surprising. He's never beaten the Browns, so we'll see about Burrow this week. Uh, Who did Tony take for one point? Tony took the Tennessee
3: Titans over the Jacksonville
1: Jaguars. Touchdown, touchdown, Titans! Titans uh, still leading the miserable AFC South by three games over the Indianapolis Colts. God! Yeah, they're 7-5, and five, but they've got a huge lead in the division. All right, uh, upset pick for me, New York Giants over the Philadelphia Eagles. Tony picked? The New York Jets over the Buffalo Bills. All right, so I'll keep track on all of our picks. We'll update you on the scorecard next week, but we got to make way for Thursday Night Football now coming up on 97.3 The Fan. And it's going to be the Raiders and the Rams for Tony Gwynn Jr. For Matt Scraby, for all of you, thanks for being with us. We'll be back with a full four-hour show tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on Gwynn and Chris. So long.